Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. yesterday yeah but i called you before so I, I had to check the message even though i talked to you like a half hour after that yeah god you're frustrating um, i don't understand how you both have relationships that i know <laughs> <laughs> how am i the needy one <laughs> I just wanted you to check the message and share it with everybody. So I need to check my voicemail. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. I'm going to check my voicemail. Welcome to quality time, everyone. Uh, I'm checking my voicemail right now uh, because even though I talked to Jeremy after he left this, I have to check it. So here, let's see what we go. And that's it. And that's what. Welcome to the program, Jeremy Woodworth. Thank you very much. Sorry I missed your message. <laughs> it was an important message. <laughs> uh, my name is Eric Woodworth. That was Jeremy and his wonderful voicemail. And we're also joined by the very lovely, very talented Miss Ashley Pontios. How are you? I'm alive, Daddy, but I'm good. You're a little bit. You're a little bit hungover. When I so, should we start out with your hungover, hungoverness? Should we tell them how sure. you got there? Should I tell them about the video that you insisted I post, but I didn't? <laughs> you can. I don't care. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So we had butthole. No, 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 no. No, you got to pay for that. So Ashley, I drove Ashley into a show last night because we had a show at a Daily Foley's for uh, a private uh, birthday party, which honestly, I got to be honest with you. As soon as I saw the people that were up there, the rowdiness of the crowd, I didn't think it was going to be a good show. I really didn't. I was in, I was full on like, this is going to, this is going to be bad. It's going to be a bad show. But... Mm -hmm. Contrary to that popular belief, uh, not only did uh, did I do fucking super well, but Ashley then goes and she fucking headlines the show and brings the fucking roof down. So whoop whoop to you too. Um, so say what? Because I was so drunk because we were allowed to drink as much as we wanted and I knew Eric was driving. And I was like, let's get weird ashley at one time so jeremy at this at this party on the table was a pair of uh uh nin dick ninja nunchucks uh dick chucks or dildo uh, dill dill chucks do chucks 
What are we? I don't know what they're called, but they're nunchucks with dicks on each end. Yeah, sure. And uh, there's a video I have of Ashley doing some sweet moves with them, like, <laughs> and I called them cumchucks. Cumchucks. That's the word I was looking for. I called them cumchucks. They were good. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was a great show. Uh, but man, did we. Have, it was a fun time, but Ashley, you were you were kind of banged up when you were left, and you were like, I'm so happy. I always have to drive in the city, and now you're driving the city. I'm just so happy about it. Because like, <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always so uber responsible, and I never get to do anything remotely irresponsible. Though as we were leaving, I did make your brother, Jeremy, turn around, because the minute we were walking away, I realized I left my wallet inside. Mm-hmm. So we had to go my wallet and then when eric gets me back to my car i look at eric and i go i gotta pee (laughs) and eric had to walk away so i could pee like a horse in front of his truck yeah so she she was peeing like spraying like a cat marketer territory no don't say i sprayed it was a very nice stream it's got to be one of the nicest streams i've ever had while peeing in public no good i i i i I ran lookout so uh shout outs there but it was a it was a fun show um was there any other good stories from that show? I mean, well, you you also Eric, you had a great you had a great murder mystery on Wednesday. I did. We had a fun murder mystery. Ashley came to that as well. I saw you up there on your birthday. Was this was this everything of your 30th birthday? Was that murder mystery everything you thought it would be? It's everything I deserved. Um, <laughs> no, no, Eric, I had, a, I had a great time. They had a very full audience. I got to see beautiful faces like Eric and Nicole Walco and Rob Bayer and Justin Schlegel. Um, so, no, it was it was fantastic to spend time with everybody. And I know, Eric, I think you had a, a good time and you got some interesting, I feel like you had an inst- uh, interesting run-in with somebody that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, somebody asked you about your acting chops. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you reminded me of that story. Jeremy, this is a good story. All right. So uh, I'm sitting in this murder mystery. I'm a plant in the crowd, right? Me and N- Nicole Walco, all right? Are you like a fern? Yeah, yes, I'm a fern. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're sitting at the table, and two other people get seated with us at the table. We're like, oh, okay. I guess, or it doesn't matter. We're that there's enough people that they want to sit here, so they sit down and then they're handing out team sheets. They were like, "Oh, these two need a team sheet," and we were like, no, "We don't need one. We're, we're good." And she's like, what, "Aren't you going to play?" I was like, "Well, I'm actually I'm part of the the troupe, so you know I'm I'm performing." She's like, "Part of the troupe? Does that mean you're not going to play though?" And I was like, "I I so I touched I I I like reached out to her and I went." We, Ma'am, we're actors, okay? She was like, oh, oh, so yeah, it's a murder mystery, and it's also it's based on trivia and stuff like that. It's kind of fun, but we're actors in it. And she goes, oh, my gosh, uh, okay, where did you, where did you, uh, where did you study? <laughs> You're supposed to say Juilliard. And so I said, study, ma'am, I'm a comedian, just years of trauma, having a hoarder father. These are things that made me, gave me the qualifications um, to be at a dinner theater murder mystery. Actually, Eric and Jeremy, what he should have said was Julie Tard. <laughs> <laughs> so they were very lovely, though. And every time I went up, they were like, oh, my God, 
you did so good for an untrained actor. Um, this is amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were very, they were very nice elderly lesbians and, uh, enjoyed that. Um, I had, I, I got one other quick little tidbit and then, uh, and then we got to find out what's up with Jeremy. Cause I can just see he's waiting to talk. I can feel In the it. dark. Okay. So, uh, I'm sitting, uh, I, I got the wife got strep throat. Okay. So I had to go get, I had to go get, uh, tested for it so I could get around to antibiotics. Okay. Now, um, Ashley, you've seen some of these pictures I, I was able to show you yesterday. Yes. Um, so she can relate to this. So I, I go to, uh, you know what? I'm going to name drop because I'm not going back to this place again. Uh, this is <laughs> express care in Eldersburg, Maryland. Okay. I've gone here many times and you know, pre-pandemic it was a fine place i've always had great experiences there when i had my my leg pussy uh incident they diagnosed it and made me go to the hospital <laughs> they're great folks over there okay but they, diagnose, um, they diagnosed you <laughs> with wop yeah wet ass leg puss <laughs> but i uh i i show up there i show up at my appropriate time a half hour early they get me in the room maybe, I don't know, 10, 15, okay? 15 minutes after my appointment time, even though they tell you to show up a half hour early. So I've been there for 45 minutes, right? I get in the room, um, and I don't really pay too much attention to my surroundings at first. Uh, the nurse comes in, and uh, she's there to test me. And I was like, listen, my, my wife has strep. I think I also have it. Good shot. Um and she was like, how about COVID-19? And I'm like, I don't think I have it. But he's like, well, we're going to test you for COVID as well. I was like, okay, yeah, do, do your shit, whatever. This lady, like, doesn't get within, barely gets within arm's reach of me. Like, fully extends and leans over, like, full arm. And, like, barely gets the Q-tip in my nose. And, like, barely <laughs> touches, like, the, the dangly part of my throat and stuff like that. I'm like, this is not a good culture. Like, you're not going to – you're getting nothing right now. Like, I've had a COVID test. They touch, like, your eyeball, right? They get it really up there. And then, like, I was like, I've had my throat scraped before. Like, get back there until I give you a little – like that. You know what I mean? She didn't even give me either of those things. She takes the test results back. So now I'm waiting. And so, like, 10 minutes goes by, and I'm, yeah, I'm an antsy guy. And I'm like, I know, it probably takes, like, 15 minutes to do the rapid tests or whatever just to see what they have, right? I'm looking around, and I start to notice the level of filth in the room that I'm in. <laughs> First of all, like, the seat I'm sitting on, there's just clearly, like, a thing of blackness that's under my feet. Uh, I have a video of me lifting my, my sandal up and it just going <laughs> like that, like, having that kind of sticky that sticky feeling i look around like the edges of the room and it's just fucking filthy it just has like just grime that has been slow maybe it's been swept a couple times but just up against the wall there's like it, dust bunnies it sounds like it's been potentially swept at some point but not mopped no it's certainly not fucking disinfected i'll tell you that either <sighs> the kicker is jeremy I look over at the trash can and there's just a fucking goopy band-aid that's like sitting on the edge of the trash. Like not in the trash, but just on fucking <laughs> finger band-aid sitting on the edge. I'm like, and there's nothing, the trash isn't full. It was just like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Fuck you. And just threw it right on the fucking thing like that. This place is just purely been disrespected. And so... <laughs> 
to be fair though eric it was probably the last person before you was pissed and ripped the band-aid off after the nurse had stuck them too many times and they're like you know what fuck you and your cotton and just oh, throws god them. so as I'm, as I'm sitting there they finally come back in it's been 45 minutes i've been in this room by myself okay 45 minutes the physician comes in and she goes, well, your test was negative, blah, blah, blah. She goes like this. I was like, cool. I was like, so I was like, what are you in here? I was like, well, you know, my wife has strep and uh, I'm just looking to get like a round of antibiotics and, uh, you know, because uh, I'm pretty sure I have it. Okay. And her test results were also negative and they gave her a prescription and they said they sent in for a culture to test it and it came back. Yeah, she started it earlier this week and I think I should be on a round of antibiotics. She was like, well... Actually, the treatment is viral, so it's not really like that. It's actually really brutal, and you have to do it after this. And I realized that, like, I don't think she heard me. She's, like, talking about COVID. I don't have COVID. I have strep throat. And I know this is a doctor. Maybe maybe I'm an idiot, right? Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe it is a virus, and I just have to have it somehow mixed up. But I don't think so. so, Yeah, normally Eric's like, just pee on it. Yeah. So I'm getting I'm getting really frustrated. And finally, after the third time, I was like, ma'am, you're not listening. I my wife has strep throat, strep, strep throat. Antibiotics, I thought, are the the treatment for that. If I'm not if I'm not wrong, she goes, oh, my God, we were on two different wavelengths. And I was like, no, we weren't. You weren't listening to what I was saying. There wasn't a different way. I'm on the only wavelength as your patient right now. (laughs) You are not (laughs) you're not listening to anything I said. And she just embarrassingly walks out and then goes fills a prescription for me. And I swear to God, these fucking things. This is what she gave me. Hold on. They're right here on the desk. She gave me amoxicillin. Uh, 875 milligrams. I swear these are like fucking horse pill uh, antibiotics that she's got me. On. No wonder, no wonder your asshole looks like the. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I've been fucking shitting nothing but uh, like, do you know my, my shits have just been one squirt shots, okay, just one after another. It looks like when. Like one of the things in Phantasm gets killed. Does that make sense? It's just like a just like a yellow gloop shot, just fucking arcing out of me every hour on the hour. <laughs> so that's uh that's been my weekend thus far. Gotta love uh gotta love dealing with uh that Sersberg. Um, even if they gave me free fucking uh, hallucinogens, I wouldn't do it. Not even a little bit. Um, you know what they really need? What do they really need, Jeremy? They just need those multiple tubes that you stick into whatever orifice, like in the movie Idiocracy. That way they'll diagnose you automatically by computer. Wait a minute. This one goes in the butt. No, it's this one. Uh, uh, Yeah, you asked asked for aid, and she's like, oh, I thought you said you had AIDS. (laughs) AIDS. I'm really... I'm really sorry that you didn't tell me this story before the broadcast, so I'm just going to do it live for you. Okay, yeah, I've seen Jeremy p- picking up his guitar in the background he's here. He's all he's all jazzed up. Let's see what he's got here. Rare live performance by Jeremy on the pod. Goopy! Goopy! Band-Aid! Goopy, 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 band-aid hanging on the trash. Goopy, band-aid 
goopy band-aid goopy <laughs> band-aid oh jeremy that was lovely that uh you know that song was so good i'm about to give you a health code violation <laughs> you know what the song's about <laughs> uh uh about how communism's so much better than capitalism <laughs> <laughs> It's actually about a goopy band-aid. <laughs> Got his ass again. Well, that's good, yeah. man. That's good. Uh, Jerry, how, how's your week been going so far? Now, should, should, do I bring up what, some things to anger you, or, or, or do you have something else? Life's just fine. Life's just fine? Okay. Oh, oh yeah. We were supposed to do a shoot today for a baby eater. We were. Yeah. And then the actor who uh, said he'd get back with me never did. So, and Jeremy, Jeremy took this really well when I talked to him yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one thing if a person says, "Okay, I don't have time for you. Maybe we can reschedule." It's another thing when the person just ignores you and never gets back to you when you try multiple times. Hey, Jeremy, you should see my dating life. <laughs> You know, you try to get with a guy for like two, three months. If they don't get back to you, they're probably not interested. What if you try for a year? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeremy. You know, you're you know you're on the other end of that uh, spectrum when you like ignore him for a year and he's like still trying to get you. So, hey, you know, I might have. You know what? You might be right, Jeremy. You're talking me up. I think I do have one in the chamber that I will not name that just keeps coming back like a case of herpes, but. Like what do you what do you mean we're over? I mean just because you you kicked me in the balls most multiple times and left me out in the desert. I'm gonna be real vague, and this is a story, Jeremy. I can share with you after we get off today. What can I say? These incels love me. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's great. You know, hey, look, we're trucking along. Baby Eater will get made. Uh, I got a cast. Jeremy put me D with what he's looking for. So I've reached out to uh, to somebody I think fits the T. Jer Jeremy, if I could find an actual uh, man with mental disabilities, would you be willing to cast them? That sounds absolutely horrible. But if they show up. Hey, there's possibilities. So. Like, could we get... Do you think if I reached out to Matt Kaiser, would you allow him to play that role instead? Oh, hell yeah. Well, Matt, Matt would actually fit the role very well. Okay, good. He, right. really, has to, he really has to be able to have blood and, and gummy bears um, into his mouth. I'll tell, him to, wear his, I'll tell him to wear his dress sweatpants. <laughs> he has to be able to uh, vomit um, um, soup onto his, his belly or torso. Are you specifically looking for a differently challenged person? Is that like required to the movie? Because yeah, no, no, I was like, why? Not not I differently challenged, but as opposed to be it. All right, look, look listen. I this is this, Jeremy. Give the requirements because maybe Ashley could help. Maybe she knows somebody that might fit this role really well. Um, what would be the requirements of the role you're looking to fill uh, for this shoot? Uh, I prefer the uh, a male eighteen to thirty. Uh, just to be um, a, prefer preferably uh, hillbillyish, and if not hillbillyish, at least maybe wear some flannel. And okay, that's that's the minimum. Okay, um, I can already throw a name out right now. Well, well, if you're listening, hold on, wait. He has more than this, Jerry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
there's certain physical things they're gonna have to do in this scene. Can you can you tell them what they're what you're gonna ask them to do? Well, not not to give away to the audience members that they're gonna have to uh, vomit on themselves with uh, obviously fake soup and mm-hmm. a scene where uh, blood and, and gummy bears are actually falling into their mouth. So. So you okay. want you want and, and you told me that they have to be willing to eat soup, throw it up, and then also eat their throw up soup. Yeah, spoon it back into their mouth off their. Toes. Okay, that's I just okay. needed, needed that to be clear. Okay, I know someone. Um, <laughs> if if. You... <laughs> um, all right. The bad thing is, I already sold the part to this guy that I worked with at Pepsi years ago, and he just completely cannot get back to me. He called me once, and I kept. I literally called him four times, texting four times. I gave up. Well, I'm telling you, my recommendation is on par. I bet you he is waiting by the phone for this part. You have a car? Can he show up on his own? He's got a car. Amazing. All right. Well. <laughs> Get out of my DMs. Get into this movie. Oh, Eric, uh, <laughs> Eric does, I, uh, I wrote a special part for uh, Tommy and Justin to see if they'll even buy it, but it's it's kind of a stretch. Okay, I'll, I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can slang it. I'll see if I can get them together. Got, I mean, you got the script. It involves it involves them kissing, so they're already halfway there. I just got to catch the moment, and maybe we could just put it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, speaking of movies, um, Ash, I'm sorry, Ashley. Do you have anything else before we go over tonight's uh, uh, film? One little thing and i accidentally sent you like two empty emails if you have a second i did send you an email with just two new designs i got it so uh, i love now these are really good and i i think ashley if you could start sharing these to maybe the quality time facebook and insta i think this would be a good good shout out um sure now as we as we go back a couple episodes ago i want to say like two three episodes back uh ashley you made some t-shirts uh for uh the rob and joe show specifically for uh the dog um yes and uh that you were watching uh sweet sweet uh, olive olive there you go it's quint it's quint so uh now she's had a uti for quite some time you have this one t-shirt that says uh, it's a picture of a beautiful golden retriever smiling, and it says "cutie" without the "ce," which would of course spell uh, "uti." So yeah. uh, that's pretty fun. And then, yeah. and I made one for Jeremy. And then a Jeremy shirt that says uh, it's a very cute little uh, rat that looks like he's poking his head over something, and it says "rat scratch fever," which is uh, uh, Jeremy. Would you rock? Would you rock this rat scratch fever shirt right here? Nice. Hell yeah. Rat so, scratch fever. So, uh, I asked the wife to go yard sailing with me yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, there is no, you know, like, boat involved. We just, like, drive around to yard sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I woke up a little late, and, and she was ready to go, thank God, because sometimes she likes to sleep in and bothering getting her ass going and everything. So, mm-hmm. um. I go into the kitchen and between the dog bowl and the water dog bowl, <laughs> there is the fattest rat just sitting there. <laughs> and I look at it and it's not moving. It's like, oh, is this thing dead? Is it just dead sitting there? So I hear the wife coming from the bathroom and I was like, honey, honey, don't, don't, don't fuck with the rat. There's a rat here. I can't tell if it's dead or not. I go to get the BB gun. 
you know, I have to make sure that this this mother gets capped, right? So I come back down, and I thought that she'd seen it. She hadn't seen it. And, and apparently it moved. It moved behind the water bowl, and it was still there. Still very slow, thank God. It was probably been poisoned so many times. <laughs> Maybe call it a retard rat. Uh, but... It's a retard. <laughs> so... Thankfully, thankfully, I got it in time, and I just started plugging away, capping it in the head, and uh, listening to its screams of agony and pain as it dies, and it's you know wriggling about, which really gives me a big boner. So oh, good. Um, yeah. So finally, he, yeah, he's yeah, taken, ladies. <laughs> so six inches. Good, I am at killing rats. So if only I had a hammer in my hand. <laughs> Well, that's gl- I'm glad, Jeremy. You finally took out a uh, another another one of these uh, these bastards in your home. So good, good for you, man. Yeah, he had been eating one of my big uh, my battalion loaves. I can eat half of it. Uh, I can't eat from the part where the rat's been eating it. <laughs> Every time Jeremy buys food, he goes, first, this was for me, and this part is tribute for the Rat King. <laughs> you know, whenever you eat something you can't eat from the rat end, you have to eat from the good end. <laughs> That's what Pop always taught us. Um, am I the only one that secretly is both repulsed and interested in the idea that one day we'll catch, <laughs> one day we'll catch Jer- Jeremy doing Lady in the Tramp with one of the rats where they're both <laughs> yeah they're both sucking down a garlic stick from each end and then all of a sudden they look up and meet eyes <laughs> this nightmare and one day I'll end up with like Cheryl Crow and she's like all this mold is all this bread is moldy. We'll scrape it off and make some French. We only have a couple of sheets of toilet paper left. Well, we only use one sheet at a time anyway, Cheryl Crow. Thanks a lot. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, God damn. Look, all we want to do is have some fun, okay? All right. I do agree. That is true. Uh, so, uh, are we ready to get into tonight's tale? Because uh, you know, I'm you know ready. Chris Lawrence's favorite female singer is. Who's that? Cheryl the Crow. Cheryl the Crow. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm back in, Jeremy. Uh, tonight's tale is a, a 1980 movie. Jeremy's pick of the week. Without warning. Uh, do you believe it? I sure do with myself. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Without warning is what I'm currently calling Eric's bowel movements. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Jeremy sent this uh sent this clip of Ripley's Believe It saying believe it or not over and over again really tense. <laughs> and Jack Palance, if you've never seen him, uh, like maybe the younger generation isn't familiar. Imagine an actor who always speaks like he's taking the worst shit in the whole world. Uh this is this is him, but in the middle of him just saying believe it or not, he just randomly says which I thought was <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why that made me laugh but uh, yeah without warning uh, directed by uh, Graydon Clark Jeremy what's your favorite Graydon Clark movie uh, this is the only one I know oh are you not a big fan of uh, the 1976 film Black Shampoo 
or yeah. or Final Justice or no. Dark Future or no. Angels Revenge or Angels Brigade. Oh wait, Angels Revenge, no. Oh, okay. Well, he also directed all of these uh, drive-in classics right there. Uh, that I will say, Jeremy, you've been on a streak of picking some of the worst films we've watched as of late. They're bad. You They're know, on a bad streak. The funny thing is, this was definitely one of my favorite movies as a young child, because I was only like 9 or 10 when I saw this. Mm-hmm. And now seeing like 40 years later, I'm like, wow. This is really, really bad now. So. I'm glad you picked it, though. It's different. I never have heard of this movie, but I'm super glad I watched it. No, it's good. And if you guys want to watch it, if you've never seen Without Warning, it's free on YouTube. And it is just, it's a real, like, good, it's its the best kind of drive-in movie you could watch. It's about mm-hmm. aliens. It's basically the movie Predator, just without machine guns and commandos. And any, instead, or any budget. Or any budget. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned the budget about this movie, Jerry. It, the budget for the whole movie was $150,000. 75 of it, of that, uh, 75,000 of that dollars went to uh, Martin Landau and Jack Palance's salaries just to be in the movie. So, believe it or not. Believe it. By the way, by the way, uh, um, uh, uh, John Landis's movie called uh, Amazon Women on the Moon Mm -hmm. had the own version of Ripley's Believe It or Not. And instead of Jack Palance, they have a guy named Henry Silva. Mm. And and this is him from uh, their version of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh. If I click on it right. He's trying to get the audio. We almost heard it, but not really at all. It sounded like some guy just going, Hey, why don't you just believe it or not, you cocksucker? You gonna believe it? I personally, I was a uh, beyond belief factor fiction with uh, the great Jonathan Frakes from uh, from Star Trek: The Next Generation, our Commander Riker. To those at home, do you ever did you ever watch Beyond Belief Factor Fiction? No, I was having enough hard time making adults in my life. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more time. Okay, that was it. I'm glad. You know, it was it was worth the wait, Jeremy. Um, we it's bullshit or not? Bullshit or not? Uh, so this. The, of course, the main story was how uh, was Jack the Ripper actually uh, Nessie, the Loch Ness monster? Oh, okay. Uh, it's also this movie has a bunch of other. Uh, uh, one big breakout star from this movie. This is actually David Caruso's first ever movie he was in. And it was very clearly him in this movie. And uh, he doesn't have a big part and he definitely dies pretty soon, but he, he does speak in it plenty. And, uh, uh, you know, he would go on to make the, the sexy thriller Jade, which, uh, you know, maybe is a future quality time episode, Jeremy. What's your favorite David Caruso thing? Uh, without warning. Without warning is your favorite David Caruso movie. <laughs> okay, he, he's the best uh, token um, uh, ginger. Token ginger, yeah, he's real red haired. He's aged very gracefully over the years, I must say. The David Caruso. Yeah, he only looks like he's eighty now. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. He's also he plays Mitch. David Caruso plays Mitch in uh in uh, First Blood. There you go. 
but that's 82. That's two years after this. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. So uh, I do I do love this. And then uh, uh, Tara Nutter is in this movie. She probably has the biggest speaking part outside of everything else. And, uh, you know, uh, what is she known for? Beats the hell out of me. Days of Our <laughs> Lives. Uh, she's been on it a bunch of times. Uh, and uh, Head Over Heels, which is... Uh, I've- I've never torn a nutter, but I've torn a labia. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this movie is pretty simple. Uh, the opening scene it starts off where uh, this father and son is hunting. Can I mention this father and son that's hunt that are hunting? Yes. Because the okay, the father maybe he looks like he's maybe early sixties or something like that. Son looks like he's probably forty nine. Like he, he's, right? yeah, he's treating him like a teenager. It's very very funny to see this huge mustached guy. No fucking way. I I did enjoy that. I was just like, this guy. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you guys are related? Because it's not. And, doesn't look like it. And not only is that the beginning of this weird ass parental exchange. Is it me, unless I missed something? Did this man try to shoot his own son? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, he, he almost did. I'm sorry. He just, he just sighted him up his gun. It's not like trying to kill him. Yeah. Well, is, is, are you guys revealing something from your childhood? Well, that's how dad taught us how to shoot. You know, you take the gun, you put the uh, the little round end in your mouth, and then you use your big toe to press the little trigger thingy. Well, he taught but us good. He, but did he teach you how to love? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I, Eric, I knew the answer to the question. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said that love is for pussies a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, they, they get taken out by, I guess the best way to describe it are... Uh, Basically, if if you made frisbees out of balls, uh, like out of human <laughs> nut sacks, this is what attacks them. Coming, they go, they just come swinging through the air. And every, I love the sound effect that they make. I did rip a little bit of audio of it of the of the the flying thing. It just flies and makes bat sounds as it spins really shittily towards you and uh, latches onto you and then puts tentacles into you as it slowly sucks sucks you off, Uh, which is... uh <laughs> Relax, okay. Um, the but yeah, they they take out our first two uh, our, our first two people to know that there's a thing in the woods that will kill you. Uh, we then get to meet all the kids, which is David Caruso, of course, this Tara Nutter, and uh, her boyfriend Greg. So Sandy, Greg, uh, and then uh, Tom, and some other lady who oh Beth and Beth Beth is hey Beth is like two thousands pretty hot. She's got a big old donk on her. She looks like a she looks like an insta model of these days let me tell you now i guess that's just me all right i'll shut my fucking mouth since no i would make it go, but it's not gonna go <laughs> she's, she's no adele yeah mm. hello from my giant thighs i yeah, ate all, all croissants a thousand times um so all, all these haters of like billy eilish i'm sorry she's hot yeah, I don't know if it's creepy to say. I pray, that's creepy to say. I think I think she's eighteen, but it does it. You know, we're gonna. I gotta wait till like mid twenties to feel a little bit more comfortable with that statement. You can bleed from your eyes. You're hot. 
<laughs> oh man, you don't watch Stranger Things season four. Um, <laughs> hey, oh god, not regular blood, black goopy blood. Oh okay. Oh yeah, uh, you know nothing gets me harder than uh, watching the old X Files episodes when the black stuff starts getting in their eyeballs. Nobody remembers. See, I'm making lots of references. Nobody's backing me up today. Was that a TV show? <laughs> I hate both of you from the bottom of my heart. What? Um, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, Ashley. Hey, do you want to do you want to agree with me about my comment about this Insta model thing? No, no, you don't want to hop on this bandwagon while I'm pushing my tits together. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you fucking want from me? Right now, God damn it! God. So uh, we meet. You're a lesbian. We'll be we the get, hottest chick for you. We get. We get. We then get to meet. Uh, very very shortly after that, we get to meet Sarge, who who doesn't believe in gender neutral bathrooms. I like that. He just uses whatever <laughs> shitter he wants to. He goes, "Hey, this is a boys' latrine. Get the hell out of here!" And uh, oh, sorry, the ladies' one was out of there. He's like, "Oh, well, that's fine. Shit away then, lady." <laughs> so, uh, and then shortly after that, we get to meet. Uh, they they go to try to get some gas down the street, and that's where we get to meet Jack Palance, who plays Joe Taylor. Uh, and I just love this. Uh, they walk into this room, which is with tons of taxidermy all over the walls. It is a really nice taxidermy room. But I just, I love Jack's palette's voice as he finds them in there looking around the gas station. What the hell are your kids doing in here? Uh, what the, the hell is going on in here? You guys, you guys, hey, hey, you want to help me take some Metamucil? I could use a little bit right now. I killed all these animals myself. Believe it or not. <laughs> he sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are my number one guy. Um, so, yeah, we meet Crappy Jack Pounce, and he gives them the ominous warning. You might not want to go into those woods. Uh, I think there's some type of, uh, yeah, the hunter might uh, think you're a deer or something. Yeah. <laughs> might not want to go in there. <laughs> so... I I would prefer a Blair Witch crossover to where he's like, there's a witch in these will in these woods of Burkittsville, Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I came into this room, it was freezing my balls off, and within t- ten minutes, I am like dying of heat. Oh yeah, uh, I'm get uh, I'm getting pretty sweaty myself down here, Jeremy. I got I got I need. There's so much sweat under my titty. I might put a little antiperspirant under it. And treat it like an armpit. Um, Aww. Then Eric, Eric, then you should send us pictures of you, and we can rate you like an Instagram. Yep. All right. Okay. And I, I'm back on board now. Now I feel. Now I'm feeling hot. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's objectify you. Yeah. Did you need a small vial that you could uh, save the sweat into? Yeah. Maybe I could start. Do you think, listeners, let us know what what you would buy a vial of my sweat. Ashley sweat or Jeremy sweat. Jeremy or, does or flakes. Skin. Yeah, he gives you a he gives you a wet mixture of skin. Uh, I win, boys who listen to this show. Who wants to get a perfume vial of my Vab? Whoa, okay. Vab. Oh, vabbing. It's um where you stick your fingers in your puss and then you pull your fingers back out and you rub it behind your ears. So then guys apparently want to fuck you because they smell your puss. Oh, and your ear. Yeah. Interesting. 
Um, the things you ladies do, golly. Oh, by by the way, my my job involves my my, my job involves um capping tiny little vials all day. Mm. Mm, is that what you call the rats, huh? Tiny little because you cap them. Gotcha. So um, the, well, the rats do get capped. So uh, of course. Of course, they don't uh, heed the warning, and uh, they decide to go on their little trip out to the lake here. Uh, as they're going on this little trip, uh, this lady falls into just a giant pit. Uh, there's no consequences for her falling in a giant pit. She just very easily gets out. I don't understand it. They're just, it, hey, just so you know, there's trappers out here. Uh, and it doesn't come into play later. It does, no way affects the script. And there's just very odd choices in this movie where I'm like, ooh, I hope I got bet you that pit will come back into play. Never gets seen again. Doesn't stop the alien at any point. Use it. I don't understand the scene. So weird. Um, they uh, they then uh, stumble across the shack where they find their friends are already murdered in there, and a bunch of other people are already murdered. Um, and uh, I think. I might have missed this somewhere along the way, so I'll, I'll just backtrack a smidge. Uh, they do run into uh, a camp troop that runs into them where the camp, uh, the Eagle Scout leader gets fucking bit up by one of them. But mm-hmm. I, I did I did isolate this ridiculous scene of the, the Boy Scouts screaming for like 30 seconds. And like, it just, I love it. <laughs> just like it's a solid 25 seconds of just children screaming and running uh which is it is it is the girliest screaming i've ever heard from male children oh no hey do we get our scream badge for this one mister (laughs) Uh, apparently uh this is the only movie that i know of larry storch who uh who is a big time star i guess back in the 60s with f troop and he's he's been coming to Chiller the last couple of years and really looking gosh awful old and oh that's right he's nine he was ninety nine years old and his last appearance was this summer at some uh, cowboy camp thing and and he died at age ninety nine so oh, really wow him. he died doing what he loved none of us knowing who he was um, <laughs> so he wasn't even part of my generation <laughs> and uh, you know he wore the same stupid hat that he that he wore from F Troop back in the day. And uh, my 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 buddy Edward X was like, oh oh, we got to see Larry Storch last. Time. I'm like, dude, I don't care about Larry Storch. You know, I've had chances to meet him. He's he's not part of my generation. I never watched F Troop. So, but either way, he made it to 99. So F Troop would be a really good name for a uh, uh, call girl like place that only services the military. Um, oh, oh, but another another important death has to be uh, Joe Turkle just died from The Shining. Oh, Joe Turkle! And remind our listeners, not that I don't remember, but who the fuck is Joe Turkle again? He's the uh, he's the uh, bartender from The uh, Shining. Oh, also, also the head of uh, Turrell, uh, who also makes all the replicants, who had the ginormous glasses and was killed by uh, 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 Rutger Hauer at the end of um, Blade Runner. I I don't know why. I, I don't know why this came into my head, but that actor, uh, Joe Turgle or whatever, uh, he 
just seems like a fella that only wipes using one square at a time. If that makes sense. <laughs> like he refuses. <laughs> he, he only he just one finger and just one square and that there's that one. There's that one. And that's how he just does it. And those Ooh, Eric. And those who really care about the uh, the MST3K movies, he was uh, a featured bad guy in The Tormented, which is a bad Roger Corman film with a, a beheaded wife. And he tries to muscle the guy who murdered his wife by saying, hey, uh, uh, maybe I could keep this quiet for uh, five bucks. <laughs> well, a- Eric. Sorry, what Eric doesn't know is actually he did do a film after The Shining. It was called The Shitting. (laughs) So, so, uh, you know, I mentioned this to him when I met him uh, probably 10 years ago. I thought he was old then. I thought he was in his 90s then. But no, I think he died like 94 or something. Anyway, nicest guy that could be old, old as dirt. And he actually ran lines with me from The Shining, which was like, you know, a fucking cream dream to me so Ooh, cream dream i like that jim <laughs> anytime somebody runs lines with you from a movie that's like a classic as the shining is the shit so oh and also <laughs> the late great dick miller who had been in everything from little shop of horrors to uh gremlins uh, night of the demons and uh terminator i mentioned joe turkle to him and he was like oh jeez because apparently Joe Turkland owed him money through the years. He probably like borrowed a little money and never paid back Dick Miller. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Fucking. It could have been like $10, but Dick Miller is like, ah, oh, that fucking guy. I, <laughs> listen, I'm not, getting his, I'm not getting him his $10. It's as simple as that. I don't get it. It's not happening. And, and they were probably both from Brooklyn, New York, too. So. Oh, well, that, that what a rich tapestry of people you've met, Jeremy. What a rich hey, tapestry. Hey, you know, I mean, anybody from The Shining is this shit to me, uh, you know. Oh, I met one of the guys from uh, Halloran's uh, office as well, because he was also in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. So Jesus Christ Superstar. So, it's a great musical. Yeah. That is fun. He, he, was, he was also a guy. Uh, and, and, and I just ex- put it on chiller. I really like why. to meet and explain really, why for each one. I really like to meet multiple Migs from uh, Silence of the Lambs, who was also in uh, the Naked Gun, who, who's singing out beside the shower when Priscilla Presley is singing Memories. And he's like, maybe it was more than, or was it just? That's multiple Migs singing that. <laughs> uh, that's so special. And also the fact that he threw his few into uh, Jodie Foster's hair. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Um, no, that's good, man. I want to meet multiple Migs. I want, do you think we could get him on the pod? I bet you we could get him on the show. Yeah, I'd also like to meet Tracy Walters, from uh, who is also second to uh, uh, the Joker in the original Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. Also, ah. uh, oh, he was also the medical guy in Silence of the Lambs who, who helped find the bug in the throat. So. so really what we want to do is we just want to meet everybody from Silence of the Lambs. That, re- that repo man. So. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, repo man. That would be a good one. I'd like that. Uh, you know who I'd like to meet? I'd like to meet... Uh, I want to meet the guy from uh, UHF uh, who he gives him the Rolex. He goes, gee, thanks, mister. This is a Rolex. Oh, that's, 
You know that guy's dead by now. He we was don't, old we, we don't know that. I, if he's alive, I want to meet that guy. It's like meeting the guy in the uh, the Terminator in the alley. He's like, that man just stole my pants. Yeah, I want to meet. I want to meet myself. <laughs> I want to meet the black guy at the beginning of Terminator One who who sees the light and goes, "What? What the hell?" <laughs> His only line is, "What? What the hell?" Uh, that guy. Kicked you and kicked you in the family jewels. <laughs> kicked me in my nuts, man. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, so uh, listen, this was all relevant to this movie because. <laughs> What we were trying to say is that it has a, such a rich tapestry of characters, uh, all of which Jeremy has met. And that brings us back right on track and makes perfect sense with the movie we're talking about, which is Without Warning. Now, Without can we, Warning... Can we get back to the, to the only set in the movie? Yes, we're at there right now. They find the shack with all the dead bodies in there right now, Jeremy. <laughs> Without without warning is every time Jeremy takes us on a tangent. No offense, but I love you, Jeremy. I got me a shack. It's filled with bodies, and we're gonna suck their brains out. <laughs> there, there we go. There he's back on track now. Oh man! So, uh, yeah, we see this shack. This is the only set that they actually had to build for this. Uh, everything else was locations that they found within this uh, uh, this this town. And uh, they immediately go and uh, try to get back to the van. But, oh, God, the fucking alien is stuck to the windshield when they get in. And the other big alien that we can't see yet is trying to open the door. And uh, I like how they were like, I think he's eating through the glass. And it's just it literally is just this like fucking suction cup with teeth like, <laughs> like trying to get on through like this. And uh, they are able to start the van. They drive off. They're like, how are we going to get it off? It's eating through the glass. It's just one windshield wiper swipe. It just immediately <laughs> falls off. If I'm honest, I have the same weakness when guys tried to drive off without me. <laughs> I'd also like to say I think they couldn't show more scenes of the, uh, the creature trying to eat through the glass. I think if they showed it like 30 more times, that would have been great for the movie. So, uh, they it's a lot of people. A lot of people compare this to the uh, Dianoga that tried to chew through the glass in the Millennium Falcon in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Or I was gonna say maybe the maybe the captured face hugger from uh, Aliens that's like sucking up against the glass like like that. You know. I remember that interview with uh, George Lucas. Like I remember after seeing Without Warning, if only I could have aliens in a cave. <laughs> On an asteroid trying to get through the glass of the money of Falcon, and but I owe it all to without warning. <laughs> I didn't want to rip off anything. I'm George Lucas. Um, so also, I, I thought about having an alien as a giant beach ball. Is Eric telling us that George Lucas is also Andrew Unger? <laughs> mm. Or oh, you just use the same accent, okay? No, George Lucas, George Lucas also took like uh, I own a small comedy club in Timonia, Maryland, and 
you know, I'm Jewish. So anyway, um, this is, he is very, very Jewish. I love him. So they find the shack. They go leave. They're now at, they, they go to just stop at the local dive bar to call the sheriff. And I like how seriously they take this call to action to call the cops. Please lady, call the police. Now calm down, son, calm down. You gotta tell us a little more before we call in the sheriff. Please lady, come on. Call the police. All right, I will. Uh, just start from the start. Tell me what happened, and I'll call the police. You could be doing goofballs. I'm just saying, they maybe could have maybe not gotten Martin Landau and Jack Pounce and spread out the acting budget just a smidge. <laughs> just, a, I'm, I'm saying a smidge. I'm not, this lady is literally like, the lady that they found, I swear she was just working that day. And so, yo, I get y'all film the movie too. I treat them like anybody else. You want me to call the sheriff? You got to tell me a whole story first. If you need first responders, <laughs> so, uh, what's that, Jer? Did you recognize the lady at the bar? No, but I thought she was Wish's version of Rhea Perlman. If I'm being honest. <laughs> You have completely failed. Okay. Well, who is it, Jeremy? Since you're, are you using the internet to find it, or? I had to look up her name just to make sure. Okay. Sue Ann Langley. Oh shit, Sue Ann Langley from. A little movie. A little movie you might have seen in 1989, starring Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, UHF. Jeff as Marty's wife. You're right. It is Marty's wife. Yes. She's great in that, though. This one, she sucked, though. She didn't have the acting challenge working <laughs> against a Weird Al Yankovic. That's why. <laughs> to elevate her performance. Uh, you think Martin Landau is going to fucking pull a performance out of this lady? No. You need the likes of an Al Yankovic and or uh, Kramer to really get that fucking thing uh, slapping or the nanny Fran Drescher there you go she is the true th- thing that helps her, him get that that uh, UHS station UFS station so I like do you, I like that one cutaway the thing that they cut out of UHF where uh, Stanley Spazowski just keeps calling people the n-word um, <laughs> that was really that was my <laughs> and those kids were like like screaming like, because yeah! they heard the n-word <laughs> <laughs> That's really fun, black guy. You want to drink from the fire hose? <laughs> no, this is horrible, Mr. Kramer. Oh, uh- <laughs> uh, you know, if you're going to flamethrow your career, just go all out, you know. So I posted a picture earlier this week, Jeremy. I don't know if you saw it on my Insta. But it was the shirt that I wore a lot as a child. It's just the giant picture of Kramer with his face going like, like this. But it's like a full print of that. And I found this picture in the archives down here. And I was like, this aged perfectly. Uh- <laughs> I just, just want to say, I, I th- I'm really going to be happy now that he's on Come Town. So. <laughs> Fuck, dude. God damn, I wasn't ready for that. I really wasn't ready for that. All right. Woo. We're back in business. Woo. Woo. 
fuck, dude. Honestly, if Come Down got Michael Richards to replace Stavros, I would be fucking turgid. I would laugh so. It would be the funniest episode I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just really good to be one of the cum boys again. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to say the first episode? Yeah. First, uh, all I want to... Uh, Nick, thanks for having me on the beep. And a beep. Just over and over again. That would be a great episode. You know what? I'm going to get Justin to reach out to Nick Mullen and see if they can get Kramer on the show. That would be fucking huge. Um. So anyway, uh, they... Uh, they go as they're there uh immediately sarge hears the story that this kid's weaving and uh sergeant martin landau and he he's immediately uh chimes on in Aggie. i told you they were gonna attack yeah yeah they attacked our van feisty little things ain't they are you two guys in cahoots here sarge did you pay this guy to come in here and spread your crazy story? Look, I'm warning you. When they start eating on you, don't come to me for help. Because you ain't getting any. Come on, Sarge, lighten up. I told you they were going to attack. I said so. It's happening, Aggie. I knew it was going to happen. I told you. we got to prepare for invasion. Lady, please. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't believe me, ask my girl in the van. What? Let's bring her in here. We're going to go out and get her. Then you'll believe me. Come on. I like that. Hey, and for once, it's just nice. Listen, this is pretty much the late 70s, early 1980. This movie comes out. What a step in in the history of powerful females where we we two men are asking for validation from a woman. That's great. I love that. It's perfect. Yeah, when does that ever happen? In just this movie. Um <laughs> and, and let's let's talk about the, the greatest hero of any film is the crazy redneck um um <laughs> conspiracy guy. <laughs> always as as my favorite line from the the upright citizens brigade when he find they finally kill the alien because the astronaut had been eating tang it's like god bless you redneck yeah <laughs> so while all this let's, is let's talk about the true star of friday the 13th it's not jason it's the crazy you're all gonna be doomed you'll be doomed yeah. you're all doomed so uh and of course why, why does he ride a bike every... Oh, he's had too many DUIs, so... This, <laughs> this guy's gonna warn us about Jason. He can't rescue us because he's had too many DUIs. You know what I'm called when I've been in multiple movies in that role? They call me the Whorebringer. <laughs> the Whorebringer. Whorebringer of sorrow! Um, I, I, obviously, that guy has died, but if we can find a guy to replace the doomed guy and do some behind the scenes from the original Friday the 13th where he's just like riding down the road in his bike and he stops and he sees Jason out the woods and he just gives a thumbs up like yeah we're both crazy Woo-hoo! <laughs> I, man words right out of my mouth Jeremy um, hey, let's get like a hundred dollar budget on that one so uh, 
Meanwhile, while this is all happening, uh, the giant alien goes to attack Sandy, so she has to go run for her life. Uh, but Sarge just finds or, or no, uh, Joe finds her out in the woods. He's like, I found her. She, she's back in here. Now they're all huddled up in this uh, this little tavern, and uh, Sarge is on edge, and he, uh, he accidentally shoots the sheriff when he comes in. Uh, and then... Jack Palance, uh, who plays Joe, is just like, haven't you done enough tonight, Sarge? Why don't you just put the fucking thing down like that? And in... Yeah, that's when it started. After you came in. All the lights and the noise. Done enough for tonight, Sarge. Give me the gun. And then my... Stay out of this. You don't know what's going on here. You don't know what's in control here. The gun... I'm the only one that can protect us. And then, in a in a feat of watching two sixty-year-old men home between Jack Pallets and Martin Landau, what we all wanted when we saw it, you know, Ali Frazier, no, Pallets, Mathau, that's what I wanted. I'm the only one that can protect you all. Believe it or not. Also. Totally shot the sheriff. Jeremy, he totally didn't shoot the deputy. This is the only thing that kills me. Um, <laughs> this is the thing that kills me. You on your computer, you could just pump sound through your computer that you're on instead of holding it up to the microphone. It would work. Yes. I don't know why I have never told you this, but I can't stop you from making shitty audio for the podcast. So maybe I can just maybe try to help you because it, if it bothers me enough, I'll just mute you from time to time. But at least we'll have good audio when it happens. But what if it doesn't work? Uh, I ha- used to have that board, so I know it works. How Can I tell you that? I, I owned that. We actually used to run the podcast off of it. And I know that it runs audio and clips off of that uh, and connects directly with your thing. So you've actually done clips on the show. You did Motel Hell with that same board. Jerry, there's so many things that I can't, I can't even get into. But what I if wanna... I just hold my, my phone up to the microphone? All right, let's do that. I've taught him something that he forgot about. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, it came through super loud. Um, Am I dead, or is this really happening right now? It is really happening. I feel like I'm I'm part of the. I feel like I'm part of the 20th century now. Jeremy, your level of (laughs) of tangents today is out of control. You can't. It's just. I'm pretty pretty drunk, by the way. I wouldn't have guessed. Wouldn't have guessed. All right. So moving the movie right along. they uh jack pallets he disarms him he wakes the kids take him back to the shack because he's like this is the only place where it knows that's his meat shack and uh if the hunter's gonna go anywhere it's gonna be here and uh because he's the ultimate hunter and he wants to hunt this thing uh real bad he's just like you don't understand they won't be expecting us (laughs) like that (laughs) which i do i do love the idea of jack pals he's like oh no we're gonna put a bullet in it it's about the thrill of the kill yeah yeah so uh but also uh uh 
fucking while this is all happening martin landau is also now hunting them because he thinks they're alien conspirators okay so you got martin landau sarge hunting down uh joe and the uh, and our sweet sandy and and chris um or craig it doesn't matter blue alien uh sweet greg gets taken out by uh the monster which is uh just the sucking <laughs> What? 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 Did I, did I didn't do anything. Did, did I... No, you did it, man. You did it. Um, I love. I love that I taught you this. Um, so. The love shack. I know. Just just play the whole. Let's just. I think we could just finish out the podcast just playing the rest of that. All right, That's all that. You know what they really love doing in the love shack? What's that? Lots of cocaine. <laughs> Lots of cocaine. All right, nice. The 352s love cocaine. They do. That is that is true. Cocaine and gay sex. Those are when, they, when they say glitter on the highway and glitter in, in the love shack, they're talking about cocaine. Oh, I thought that's whenever I wipe and I don't get it all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, going, uh, going on... Fucking what's his name dies. She keeps getting chased. We finally get to see the monster, which basically just looks like Mega Mind. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but the great Rob Botten actually built this, or Rick Baker actually built this uh, head for it. So Rick Baker, of course, from uh, uh, The Howling and from uh, American uh, Werewolf in London, The Thing, uh, monster movie creator, great fella. Uh, but yeah, he, they paid him like 19k just to make that. So between that, uh, they're hundred. $50,000 budget. They spent $19,000 on this mask that uh, he made for the big alien and uh, seventy five dollars on that, which pretty much brings us to almost hundred k on just those two things for this movie, which I think explains a lot of what we've seen here so far. God, which is so painful to think about what your salary was as some of these actors. <laughs> They're like, we're going to give you $900 and you get to eat whatever the caterers bring in. So yes. there you go. Yes, here. And uh, we provided a deli tray. Sorry, yeah. no ham. Um, uh, by the way, it's pretty hot out here. The cheese is already sweaty. Good luck. <laughs> why do you want... What do you mean? You want a Gatorade? We got mayo. There ain't no other <laughs> things that we got here. Just suck it on no, it's, down. It's Flavorade. It's off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. So, uh... Eventually, now that uh, what's-his-name has died, uh, they've had to jump into a river to avoid uh, Martin Landau's crazy ass. Uh, they finally get to the end here where uh, they have set up explosives around the shack. Jack Palance is there. So is Sandy. But before they could blow it up, of course, Sarge is here to have his final standoff. Uh, but as they're fighting along... The uh, the monster finally shows himself. He's big. He's tall. He throws some fucking fleshy discs over at Martin Landau. It sucks him off real good because that's what these aliens do. They suck you off. And then uh, Jack Palance is the only one that knows how to stop them because he literally just goes, you know, if they get on you, just cut him in half with a knife. And then that's what he just does. And he's able to do it until it gets to the one spot in his back where he can't touch himself. He's not flexible God. enough. And it's uh, like when I try to pop a zit and I'm like I can't quite yeah. reach it I know uh, it's there <laughs> I can feel it 
So uh, <laughs> uh, eventually he uses his last bit of energy to, to tell Sandy, you got to press the plunger. I'm going to go get the alien's attention. And probably my favorite line in this movie is him trying to get the alien's attention and draw him towards the, uh, the, the love shack here. Alien! <laughs> she blows him up and uh that, I feel like I'm having a stroke <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to an end of without warning uh ashley your final thoughts on this uh wonderful piece of cinema we consumed this week i had a ton of fun could i have gone another 40 years having not seen this movie yes <laughs> <laughs> uh and jeremy without warning your final thoughts uh, you know, um, a lot of people uh, compare this with the um, special effects from the thing, and um, uh, you know the, the uh, prequel to the thing, and they both agree these effects really suck. Yeah, look out for my little <laughs> for my little man discs as I chuck uh, at you. I, I, I have to I have to admit we 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 didn't mention the most important scene of all which is the reveal when uh, her boyfriend is sitting in the chair and she turns him over in the chair and he's got a sucker right on his face, which, you know, as a 10 year old or nine year old boy, I thought that was the coolest fucking scene in a movie ever. Um, and uh, I guess it doesn't stand up the test of time, you know? I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was fine, I guess. Uh, this movie, uh it honestly could have been 30 minutes shorter from how much nonsense that happens in it uh that it is not necessary <laughs> for the movie it's like they thought they were going to do something and they were like nah never mind we don't need that um but we need to make it a 90 minute movie so we're going to do this uh overall though you know it's a fun time you want to shut off your brain see some some fucking crazy acting by jack palance and martin landau this is your film check it out without warning ashley where can people find you at you can always find me online at ashley pontius laughs or slash and gash dmv and you can catch me with former host of the show kim callahan john dayton and tyler dark on the 23rd in uh like northeast i want to say rehoboth eastern eastern shore show so check that out all things air comedy air comedy.com i haven't updated my dates but i will uh, they'll be up there soon. End of this month, though, you can catch me at Rough Edges Brewing as I'm bringing the great Ryan Nazer up there with Bill Monahan and uh, Gigi. It's going to be a fun show. Jeremy, take us out of here. I'm actually can't believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs>